Welcome to Rewished, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season three. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season three, episode four, All Hallowell's Eve. It originally aired on October 26, 2000, and had 6.63 million viewers. All right. So I'm excited about this one. Um, Me too. This is an all-time favorite, so. <laughs> For both of us, yeah, we were just discussing. This is, we both absolutely love this episode. Probably one of my favorites in the whole show. Yeah, me too. So we open in the manor and it's morning time. We can see that it's Halloween and Piper is rushing everyone because they were supposed to be at the club half an hour ago. And she's dressed as Glinda from Wizard of Oz. And we see Leo is dressed in an army outfit. Prue is in like this black corset with like butterflies and glitter all over her. And Phoebe is dressed as Elvira. Piper's saying that she's going to be a good witch from now on and that, you know, Leo's saying how Glinda helped Innocence because they're kind of making fun of her for dressing in all pink and stuff. And Phoebe says, you had the answer all along. That's not help. That's mind games. And Piper says, I'm not going to let you spoil my new attitude. I'm going to celebrate the witch's holiday with enthusiasm. And then she asks where Daryl is and Prue says that he's in the kitchen and Phoebe pulls out this, like, witch decoration, and she's offended about, like, the hooked nose and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. And Piper's like, right, which is why you're dressed as the mistress of the dark. And she says that the costume is a protest statement, and Prue says, I'm so impressed that you can make a protest statement and show cleavage all at the same time. Amazing. And Phoebe's like, thanks. So, cute little intro. I love them all dressed up. I love seeing... Piper from you know so sad and depressed and broken to like this like happy ball of light you know and it it's like it's so beautiful to see that like really all she needed was Leo back and she wants to be good from now on and do whatever in order to keep her relationship and keep things happy the way that they are yeah exactly and you know I like that they all dressed as witches I think that's really cute me too I was just gonna ask if like Prue was dressed as anyone specific but I don't know not that I know of um I think she's just like generally a witch and we yeah. only know that because she like goes to get her broom later because at first I was like I'm not really sure what Prue's supposed to be uh-huh but I think this is super cute I love that Leo wore his like army uniform and everything I like that in this episode everyone like just kind of dresses up as what they are yeah there was literally no, like, creativity to their costumes. <laughs> like, there was, but there wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else to add there? Um, it's just a cute sister moment, the way they're all teasing yeah. each other. And, you know, Phoebe kind of setting that idea that she doesn't like the way that witches are portrayed in media. Right. It's going to come back up later. <laughs> exactly. So now they go to the kitchen and Daryl is on the phone and dressed up as a cop. Was not expecting that. (laughs) (laughs) 
And it's his wife on the phone. She's with her family. And Piper says, nice costume. And he's like, yeah, it's from my rookie days. Still fits. And Leo says, yeah, mine too. And he's like, isn't that from World War II? And they all kind of just like look away. And Prue says that she'll explain on the way to P3. And then she says, we can stick together since we're both dateless. And Piper says, he's not dateless. He's married. You're dateless because you're picky. She's like, no, I'm just not settling. All right. The perfect guy is out there somewhere. A real man. And I will find him. Trust me. And they all start grabbing stuff and heading out the door. And Phoebe's like, we can't leave yet. We have to wait for Cole. And Daryl's like, Cole Turner, the ADA, you're dating him? And she's like, uh, no, I just sort of invited him to go along with us. It wasn't set in stone or anything, but something must have come up. And they're like, uh-huh. And that's the end of that. I love I love that. Phoebe being like, oh, it's no big deal. No, it's fine. I don't really care that much. <laughs> I know. She's like, she's like every person who's like just getting into a relationship and trying to pretend like they're not super into the person yet because they don't want yeah. like their friends to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't, me, I don't, I don't care. Whatever. Like, he was supposed to beat up with me, uh, but you know, it wasn't really a plan. It's just, yeah, it's it wasn't set stone. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It felt very realistic. Also, like if Daryl were not married, this scene would be setting up him and Prue. Oh, for sure. Totally would have been. both dateless. Mm-hmm. But he, unfortunately, does have a wife. Yes. Also, can we talk about how in the season two finale, they were all like, Prue, don't settle. Now all of a sudden, Prue's picky because she doesn't have a date. Yeah. Who knows? Like, okay, what a switch up. <laughs> they just love to set up random, random storylines, I feel like. <laughs> random things they'll like bring up random things that we've never heard of about the sisters just so that it makes sense and connects later in an episode but whatever it's fine (laughs) exactly but you know we're getting this idea that daryl doesn't know who leo is but is probably gonna find out so we get that set up as well here yeah looks like a looks like a happy halloween does it does until we cut outside on the street and we see the Grimlocks walking down past a little boy who tells them that he likes their costumes and they start stealing his sight. And then Cole like teleports into the bushes and asks what the hell they're doing. They're like, Balthazar. And he's like, uh uh uh, I use the name Cole here. Let him go. And they do, and the kid runs away. And one of the Grimlocks is like, we don't need him not to get the charmed ones. And he's like, my next question, didn't they get you already two years ago? And he says, yeah, but it's Halloween when the veil between worlds thins, when the demons who know how to return to seek their revenge. He's like, I know, which is why I have a different plan for the witches. One that doesn't include you. One that's been approved by the triad. And the Grimlock says, we don't answer to anyone anymore. We're dead. And Cole says, there's dead, and there's dead. And he's so scary there, and it's so hot. Yeah. And they look at each other, and then at him, and Cole's like, fine, I'll just move up my timetable. And he teleports out, and one Grimlock says, I've always hated that demon. And the other one says, nice costume, though. Oh my god, I, I noticed that they look very similar. 
Oh yeah. Uh, so what Mia's talking about is yeah. my little note here. So the bigger Grimlock is played by the same actor who plays Cole's like demon side. And he also plays another villain later in the season, but I won't mention who that is because we haven't met him yet. But that actor does play three villains. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I gotta see this actor. Yeah, because since he only appears in, like, makeup, they just have him play a few of the demons. Smart. Anyways. Yeah, that is... Sorry, yeah, I kind of just, like, threw that in there. Nobody knew what I was talking about. But <laughs> I saw the little note and I was like, oh, wow, I never knew that. Um, and yeah, now we have a name for this demonic half, I guess the demon that Cole really is, Beltazar. Yes. And pretty dope name, if you ask me. Like, everything about this guy is terrifying, and I'm living for it. Like, he's so bad. Yes. And I really, like, this really gives us an idea of where, like, Cole might fall in this hierarchy, because it seems like, even though they're kind of like, oh, we're dead, we don't have to listen to him. Like, at first they do. So obviously he's kind of, like, high-ranking in the demon world. Like, he's immediately recognizable and they're like, oh, like, guess we have to step aside for you until they realize that, you know, they're already dead so they can kind of do what they want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can tell by their reaction to him as, like, much as they're trying to be like, oh, we, we don't we don't care. Like, we don't have to worry about you. Like, they're obviously a little, like, hesitant because he must have some sort of power over them. Like, they know that he's stronger than them. So yeah. we're kind of getting some of an idea of just what level Cole is in this hierarchy. Yeah, because we get this idea that, like, he's close to the triad and, like, everyone seems to kind of be afraid of the triad. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, mm -hmm. this little reminder in case we didn't watch season one that they are demons that the sisters have already vanquished. Yes, the one who took sights from the little kids. Exactly. And um, one more thing about this scene, the idea that demons can come back on Halloween, mm -hmm. I wonder if that'll ever come up again. Me too. I wonder if that's like a, a thing that's consistent if they, you know, every Halloween they kind of have to worry about that. Not sure. Yeah. So back at the manor in the entryway, Prue is saying that she wants a picture of them all. And she goes to get her broomstick, and the doorbell rings, and Piper and Phoebe go to open it, and it's the Grimlocks. And they start running, and the Grimlocks start, like, sucking their souls, and they're, like, choking. And then in the kitchen, Leo hears a jingle and goes running towards the sisters. Daryl, Leo, and Prue run in, and Prue throws the Grimlocks into the living room. And Phoebe's like, didn't we vanquish them already? And Leo's like, I don't know, but that's not what I wanted to warn you about. And then this blue portal appears behind them in the doorway. And he's like, that's what I wanted to warn you about. And then the Grimlocks are like running towards them and Piper freezes them. And the sisters get sucked into this portal before Leo is able to explain anything. And Daryl's like, this isn't good, right? So a lot of hecticness in this scene. Mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, it's just set up. Yeah, it is mostly just set up. I, I kind of love this like, them telling leo or like them sending them into this portal and leo having some idea about it but them just going into it completely clueless like we are right now and then leaving daryl and leo alone with the grimlock so we kind of got two storylines and we'll get to see both throughout which is pretty cool yes and i don't know if we've seen any of them yet but i just want to talk about how throughout the episode the transitions between scenes are like these weird like 
it looks like a PowerPoint from like 2002 that your elementary school teacher would use the way they're transitioning between scenes. Did you yeah. notice that? Yeah. <laughs> like, Where, like the like the, almost like the, like the spin thing into the next one. Yep. Yeah, I was like, why are they doing this? What <laughs> is this right now? I don't know. They're trying to make it very, I don't know, old witch movie kind of thing. Like <laughs> whoever edited this episode, I'm not a fan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I love the episode, but I did not like the transition. <laughs> <laughs> not living for him. <laughs> not at all. So after that, we have the theme. And then we see this like portal spinning through the clouds and we hear like the sounds of the sisters yelling. Then we end up in like this field and we see the sisters standing near an altar that's set up on like this big stone and their wigs are gone and they're really confused. And then we see these men on horses spot them and yell, there they are, kill the witches. And the sisters start running into the woods and they're hiding in like these bushes and the men are all looking around for them. And Piper's like, don't tell me we time traveled again. I hate time traveling. And Phoebe's like, you do. I was burned at the stake last time, remember? Prue's like, let's try and make sure that doesn't happen again. From what they're wearing, it looks like, what, the 16, 1700s? And Phoebe's like, where the life expectancy of the average witch is, what, 15 minutes? And <laughs> then this guy appears behind them and makes eye contact with Prue. And someone yells, find anything, Micah? Piper's about to freeze him, but then Prue stops her. And he says, no, nothing here, ride on. And like him and Prue keep looking at each other. And he kind of like is like, shh. And then he goes. And once the men are gone, they start to come out. But then all of a sudden people appear and put bags over their head and they're captured. So I like this high energy them just kind of immediately like having to hide and still having no clue what's going on but obviously that they're in some old time you know and don't know what year they're in don't know what they're there for and why they're being attacked right now <laughs> exactly exactly so pretty pretty interesting setup and storyline and you know we get to go back in time and when we find out more about the story it's it's pretty cool yeah and I mean, even right from this little setup, we get the idea that there are some type of witch hunters, right? That's what's going on here. And then we get this little like Micah and Prue thing, like what's going on there? Because the last time Prue had this kind of trust with anybody, it was Bane. So mm -hmm. excited to see where that's going. He's got that immediate sense of those mm -hmm. things. We uh, trust each other. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So back in the manor in present time, the Grimlocks are still frozen and Daryl is near them, kind of looking, like looking at them. And he's like, first demons I've ever seen, except for that blonde with the funky snake tongue thingy. What are they? And Leo's still examining the wall where like the vortex was. And he's like, I don't know. And Daryl's like, then how do you know they didn't make the girls disappear? And he says, this is a time portal that my bosses sent them through. And Daryl's like, who are you? And Leo's like, I'm there. Never mind. It's too complicated. I got to get you out of here before they unfreeze. But Daryl's not about it because he thinks that Leo will need his help. And he's like, they're like sisters to me, Leo. And Leo said, Phoebe said that they vanquished them before. So the first thing we have to do is, and then they unfreeze. And Leo's like, run. And they head up the stairs. And Daryl starts shooting at them. And they fall, but they don't die. And... 
The Grimlock points out that Cole must have took the witches, but if he fails, that they'll be back. So they start heading after Daryl and Leo. So I love this little moment. Still Daryl's confusion about Leo and curiosity about the demons. Like, it feels very realistic. And I love him being like, like, they're like sisters to me. They're family. I'm not leaving them. I'm not leaving you and to deal with this alone. You know, he's also such a hero. Yes. And it's also bringing me back to the questions you were raising a few episodes ago about kind of like Daryl's pride and the way he thinks he can help even in magical situations. So that's Uh definitely something I was thinking of here. But I do feel like his intentions were good. Like it really was to help the sisters, to help Leo. And I'm also, you know, this is just setting up our kind of secondary storyline, which is those two versus the Grimlocks. Exactly. Which I think is a really cool kind of setup they have going that it's like Leo and Daryl against demons which we never really get to see things like that when it's you know not the sisters so two of our other main characters that are up against this and I I love it yeah me too me too and I like the way that they kind of assume that like Cole is responsible for the sisters disappearing yeah exactly so then we're in this like cave type place and Plot twist, we find out it wasn't the witch hunters that got the sisters, but this group of women. And this blonde woman, who seems to be their leader, walks up to the sisters and says, blessed be, and like bows to them. And they're all confused. And then she says, our prayers have been answered. We need your help. Forgive me for the manner in which you were brought here, but we had to make sure you were who we'd sent for. This doorway would have told us if you were evil. And Piper's like, hmm, where can we get one of those? And Prue's like, wait, who do you think we are? And the woman says, the most powerful good witches of all time, of course. And Phoebe's kind of like, oh, lucky guess. And then they ask who she is. And she says, I'm Ava, a midwife, a witch, and a free citizen of the good colony of Virginia. These good women are my coven. Now we don't have much time. No one can suspect that you've come from the future. And the other women are like handing the sisters closed. She goes, witches must not have to hide in your time. What year are you from? And Piper says 2000. And then Phoebe asks what year it is now. And she says it's 1670. Then she tells them that she needs their help to save a magical baby who was prophesied to be born tonight. And they ask from who? And she says a dark practitioner who kidnapped the baby's mother, hoping that she could raise the child evil. And if that happens, good magic will never flourish in the new world. So she needs them to rescue Charlotte, which is the baby's mother, so that they can deliver the baby. And Piper's like, wait a minute, you have the power to bring us here, but you don't have the power to set her free yourself. And Ava explains that they casted a spell to prepare their way, but it was the power of All Hallows' Eve that brought them there. And Prue's confused, and Ava explains that All Hallows' Eve is a witch's most sacred day, when the source of all magic can be tapped into. And she's like, how do you guys not know this? And Phoebe explains that it isn't what it used to be. And Piper asks if they can tap into the power to send them home. And Ava says that she assumed that they could. And then Prue asks Piper what time it is and says that she has an idea. And Ava's like all impressed by her watch. And then the sisters go to the side to like have a conversation on their own. And Prue says, I think that they sent us here. And that was what Leo was trying to tell us. And Piper says, leave it to them to zap first and give instructions never. And Prue says that she thinks that they'll send them home if they get the baby back by midnight. 
So Prue asks Ava if she has a plan, and she says that she has a potion to put the guards to sleep, and then they can use their powers to get Charlotte and bring her back. So I love this. I love that it's like a group of good witches that are kind of there for them, and the way that it's very obviously like the 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 time difference, you know, and her being all impressed by the watch, just like cute little moments like that. And then a lot of this, I feel like, is just explanation as to why they're there and all of that but it's still a pretty interesting scene I think yeah it's what I'm gonna call like working exposition like this is (laughs) all exposition this scene but because the sisters are confused and we're confused like it does feel natural that this is happening it doesn't feel out of place some of what's going on here kind of reminds me of the season one episode where they were interacting with Melinda Warren and she was like so impressed by like their zippers and like all their newer stuff. So we see that same thing happening here, which I mean makes sense when you're time traveling 300 years into the past. Yeah, exactly. Anything else to add for that scene? Um, Just that I'm kind of interested to see where this plot's going to go with the baby, why she's truly important and kind of like why... The bosses sent them back there. Exactly. So now they're out in the town and the sisters and Ava walk through the trees in like old timey outfits. And Phoebe thinks it looks like people are preparing for a party. And Ava says that it's the kidnapper Ruth. She's doing it pretending to mock All Hallows Eve, but I know better. She's really doing it to tap into the powers of dark magic. And then they notice the witch hunters from before, and Ava says that they work for Ruth, and Prue spots Micah again, and they start to walk, but then Ava warns them about the talismans, and they ignore her, thinking that, you know, whatever, it'll be fine. And when they get closer, the talismans glow red, and they're all thrown back really far. And all the townspeople start freaking out about witches and seeing that, and then men come running, and Ava says that the talismans were never that powerful before, and Prue tries to use her powers on the guards, but then they realize they don't power, their powers don't work, and they all start to run away, and Ava gets shot in the arm by one of the guards. So now we see again where they're time traveling and they don't have their powers. So we had that when they went back to the past when they were younger, and now 300 years earlier they don't have them again, so... Can't wait to see how they're going to get through this one. Yeah, we get this idea that, you know, their plan isn't going to go as smoothly as they thought, seeing as they don't have their powers, and this idea that the dark magic really is strong against them, and we'll find out in a little bit why that is. Yes. So then we're in this house, and Ruth is watching this happen out the window, and we see Charlotte laying in bed. Seems like she's probably in labor. And she says, it appears your witch friend has brought others to try and rescue again. Unfortunately, she's been wounded. And Charlotte tries to, like, move, but she's in a lot of pain. And she says, easy now, Charlotte. We wouldn't want anything bad to happen to your baby, now would we? She says, I won't let you have my baby. She says, you won't have a choice, especially since somebody very special has recently arrived to ensure it. And then Ruth walks out of the room into the hallway And Charlotte holds her stomach and is crying. And in the hall, a man asks her how much longer. And Ruth says by nightfall and thanks him for putting that power in the talismans. And then he steps out of the shadows and we see that it's Cole. And he tells her that he came from the future to change it. 
So still not fully explaining to us exactly what's going on, but we kind of get this idea that he went back in time in hopes to maybe prevent the sisters from their destiny. Yeah, whatever they're meant to save, he's trying to destroy, right? Yeah. So we get that set up here. So obviously this Charlotte woman is very, very important considering that both the bosses and Cole want to change whatever is meant to happen with this birth. Yeah, so it seems like Cole came back to the past to have this plan to kind of stop this birth or change it. And the bosses realized that there was some sort of something happening that was very very big deal and sent the girls back to stop it with zero information <laughs> yeah and I mean we did get the idea from Ava earlier that this was like a birth that was prophesied and like somehow this baby is responsible for good magic coming to the new world so we know that she's important we just don't know why yet exactly so now back in the cave the other witches are treating Ava and Prue is apologizing and saying they didn't know their powers wouldn't work. And Ava's like, just leave us. Just go back to wherever it is you came from. We asked for the most powerful witches of all time, and instead we get powerless frauds. And Piper says they do have powers, they just can't access them right now. And Prue says, maybe that's because technically we don't really exist yet, so neither do our powers. And Ava says, protecting this baby is my destiny. How can we come this far just to fail? And Phoebe says, we're asking ourselves the same thing. And they're about to, like, the other witches are about to burn Ava's wound. And Piper stops them and is like, what the hell? And asks for water, soap, and some cloths. And the ladies go do that. And Prue asks Ava not to give up on them and that they can help. She says, we were born witches. That makes us innately magical. Maybe you can teach us how to tap into it. And Ava says there's not enough time, and Phoebe says we're quick studies. I feel like Ava's reaction is very, like, understandable and everything. I like that everybody's kind of equally confused. I like that little, like, snidbit of them going to cauterize her wound, and Piper's like, no, 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 we don't do that no more. (laughs) And kind of helps, just, like, cutely thrown in there. Yeah, Um, this idea that, like, you know, even though they might not have their powers they still have this future knowledge and like Prue's saying they're witches there's something magical about them even if they don't have their active powers they can still help exactly so I can't wait to see how they kind of learn you know how witches worked in the past and kind of what they're able to do to tap into those powers without having their active powers and how they're going to get through it just by using that so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that happen Yes, me too. And I also like the way that Ava brings up her destiny because we know the Charmed Ones always talk about their destiny. So kind of like Ava Mm -hmm. having a destiny too. Yeah, I love that. So then we're back at the manor and we're in the attic and Leo is telling Daryl that the gun won't work. And he's like, yeah, but it'll keep them at bay. And Leo's looking through the book and then he finds the Grimlocks as well as the Vanquishing Potion. Then right outside the door, we see that the Grimlocks are there and they're like spying through the keyhole. And one of them thinks that they should be waiting for the witches downstairs. And the other is saying that he's waiting for the other two to come close enough so that he can like steal their aura thing. And that's when Daryl moves a little bit closer and he starts getting choked and drops his gun, which is when the Grimlocks burst in. 
And Leo orbs over to Daryl, grabs him, and orbs both of them out of there. Then we go to the kitchen, and Leo and Daryl orb in, and Daryl's still coughing. And he asks who Leo is again, and he says that they don't have time for that. They need to work on the potion. I love that every time he just gives no explanation. Like, does Daryl ever find out what the hell he does? I know, Poor he's guy. Like, he's like, I just want to know who this guy is. And Leo's like, no time to talk. Yeah. Even though they're going to be making it. a whole ass potion, so they have plenty of time to have a conversation. But, you know, that's just me, I guess. No, they just, they did it in silence. <laughs> they just sat there in silence because there's not time for anything but to focus on the potion. So again, back to this little side storyline of Daryl and Leo going up against the Grimlocks. And the Grimlocks obviously just kind of waiting for the witches, or I guess their plan is kind of to wait and see if Cole fails. And then if the witches come back, then just attack them right there, you know? But one of them wants to get Leo and uh, Daryl out of the way too. (laughs) So now back at the house in the 1670s, Ruth is doing a tarot card reading and Charlotte is having contractions and Cole brings over a wet cloth and she doesn't want his help and then asks him to let her go and he says even if I could that wouldn't help another would be sent to take you right back and Ruth gasps and Cole asks what she sees and she says a force of great good from your time here for the baby as well Cole says three of them I'm not surprised. My traveling here undoubtedly alerted the other side. If it's who I think it is, I can handle them. You just make sure she stays here through midnight. And he leaves. So now Cole is aware that the sisters are there and Ruth got that alert, you know? Or I mean that the the other side got alerted. Yes. And I'll also say there's something really interesting about Cole's character And even though he's being evil, like, he's kind of being sweet to Charlotte. I was just thinking that when I saw it. Like, he looked like he genuinely kind of felt for her a little and was just like, well, even if I could, you know, it wouldn't help. Instead of being like, nah, fuck you, bitch, like an evil person would, you know? Yeah. And we don't, we don't know too much about Cole and his history. I mean, we don't know if... He's kind of just a demon that can shapeshift into some sort of human, and that's why he's, like, putting on this persona. But until we learn more about his backstory, we don't know if maybe he does have a little bit of actual emotion in him, you know? Because we've kind of played with this idea of can demons love, can demons feel, and, I mean, here we kind of see a little bit of, like, remorse or kind of feeling bad for Charlotte. So it just makes me wonder, like, what's more of Cole's story and I want to I want to find out more about that yeah and like what emotions are demons capable of because I mean even with the genie until he got his like freedom he didn't feel human emotions right but here we see that Cole might feel some human emotions Uh uh-huh which is like it just makes you wonder so however things may go and um I can't wait to see Maybe if we find a little more about Cole's history and whether or not he actually can feel human emotions. So definitely looking forward to that because I feel like that was kind of dropped a subtle hint because it was very clear in his eyes that he kind of felt a little like bad for her. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, the only other thing about this scene that I'll mention 
is the way he's like, oh, I can handle them. Um, Can you? Yeah. <laughs> can you, though? Have you yet? Literally, Has you've just been kind of, like, spying and trying to get close so far. You haven't made real attacks other than on Piper and Leo's wedding. I haven't forgotten. Oh, my God. Yeah. Brutal. Can't believe you let him know. So then we're back at the cave, and... Ava brings the sisters these totems to remind them of the wisdom and power of women. And she starts cutting up apples and gives them like a witch hat. And she says that the conical hat is a spiritual point. It helps to channel our magic, keep us centered, focused. And she puts it on Phoebe. Then she says that the apple holds a pentacle in its heart, add a laurel leaf, and you will block the path of evil. Remember, there is magic all around you, especially on this night. And they have masks to hide their identities. And Phoebe asks about the broom. She's like, don't tell me you ride around on this thing. And Ava says, anything's possible. The broom's traditional purpose is to sweep evil from your path. Sweep east to west, same as the path the sun travels. Like anything else in magic, it's how you do it, with knowledge and reverence. And Phoebe starts doing it and says she feels silly, but then the broom kind of glows and zaps her. And Ava tells them that Sally is going to go with them to Ruth's house and that they need to connect to the power of the day. So I really like this, that we kind of get a little bit of like history on the tacky little things that, you know, you think about when you think of witches. And I mean, I wonder if any of this, I assume it's real. Like, that that's actually where those things maybe stemmed from? Is it? Yeah, I think it definitely could be. Um, I didn't look into it. Yeah. But I'm assuming that, you know, this is coming from somewhere, some type of history, some type of anecdotes that the showrunners hopefully researched in some way. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure it's not completely legit, of course, but, like, it is pretty cool the the way they kind of have their explanation of why these things are going on and they're in a time before it was you know made silly as like a halloween thing and where they are they kind of actually use this stuff and this is how they go about their day magically and tap into the power and the sisters having the power in them like are kind of learning these new ways of figuring things out without active powers yes which is really cool so now we are back out in the town and f- people are old timey partying and Cole's walking through the crowd and then Ruth approaches him and says, do you know what they look like? And Cole's like, what are you doing here? I told you to stay at the house. And she's like, the house is guarded by men and magic. Charlotte's not going anywhere. And Cole says, I've seen the future, Ruth. Your ignorance is your destiny. And he walks away and puts his mask on. So I like, again, that destiny is coming up here and that, you know, like Ruth fails and it's obviously, like we've said so many times about so many evil people, it's because of kind of like her cockiness about her plan. Exactly. Yeah. Tends to be the case with these beings every time. So then we're on the pathway and Sally is warning the sisters about hiding their witchy tools and tells them where Charlotte will be. And they all have their masks with them, and Sally gives Phoebe a pumpkin, which she says will ward off evil spirits, and then she leaves and the sisters continue walking. So then in the town, the sisters start walking around, and a man approaches Phoebe and is like, care to know your future, my lady? 
I can show you the first initial of your true love's name with the simple peel of the apple. And Cole approaches and is like, prove it. But he's got the masks on, so he, she doesn't know who it is. And Phoebe's like, and why would you be interested, sir? And he says, and why wouldn't you be? So she agrees to do it. And he peels the apple and tells her to think of love and blow on the peel. And then he drops it in the water. And she asks how the apple knows, and Cole says that they are the fruit of knowledge. And then the apple peel turns into a sea, and she sees it, and Phoebe whispers, she's like, Cole. And then he looks at her, and someone bumps into her, and the pumpkin is knocked out of the bag, and Cole at this point is like, oh no, like, oh no, and starts walking away, stressed out. And then... Someone bumps into Phoebe and the pumpkin is knocked out of her pocket and Ruth sees this and yells, witch, and then Cole backs away and like I said, he's like, oh no, and the sisters are all captured by these witch hunters and Phoebe looks back at Cole as they're taken away and Prue sees Micah and he lets the men take her, even though they're like intensely staring at each other and they just trust each other. Um... And everyone is saying to hang them. And once they're gone, Cole takes off his mask and is very stressed out. So what do you know? What could that mean? Phoebe and Cole are true love? Question mark? Isn't he evil? Yeah, I know. Where where are we going with this, guys? Where are we going with this? Are you setting me up for some soulmates here? Because if you're not, you're breaking my heart, show. I know. Seriously. Don't don't do this to us. Just to t- take it all away. I know. And if Phoebe's not going to end up with Cole, let's keep an eye on if her true love ends with a C, no matter where the storyline goes. Yes. That's, that's always what I was wondering. So I kind of like this little cute flirty thing they have going on, even in the old timey situation and even Cole seems to kind of be a little into it like come on you're you're kind of loving it you're digging the the flirty shit don't lie (laughs) that's what I'm saying like he was so interested that's why I'm like does he actually like Phoebe because I can't tell if he's just playing her or if he likes her too I know it's really hard to tell sometimes and also I'm wondering like why he seems worried about them being taken away if his plan is ultimately to kill them yeah exactly i was wondering that too and then of course you know we have the prue and micah stuff that you were mentioning and other than that i mean i'm just looking to see where this goes yeah me too so then we're in the woods and micah rides up on a horse and the sisters are all sitting on horses and there are like nooses tied around them and cole is on a horse like a little bit away with no mask on i guess he's not afraid the sisters might see him (laughs) and Micah rides up to Prue and he's like, hang witch. And then the people have the horses like ride off. So the sisters are like hanging and then all of the men start riding away and the sisters are just like hanging there off the trees. So pretty fucking crazy. I didn't know that this show was like allowed to depict something like that. Somebody being hung. I mean, they depict violence all the time. Why not? Right. I guess it just seems a little like, like very. <laughs> Mia, they literally had someone burn at the stake last season. Oh, true. They did do that. 
I don't know. This just felt so like intense, you know, in the yeah, <laughs> very a lot to see right there. You just see like their bodies swinging. I know like, with the I'm noose like, around how their the neck. Fuck are they like, gonna get out of this one? I know, like, uh, I guess that's it for the witches. Like, Jesus Christ. R.I.P. to the charmed ones. This is actually the series finale, everyone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so now a little later in the woods, Micah comes back and cuts the sisters down and they all fall to the ground and he cuts them free. And he's like, my apologies. A little trick I learned from the from a French from the French. Run the noose line to the waist. And Phoebe's like, well, it's a really good thing the other guards didn't see you do that. And Piper asks who, how Prue knew she could trust him, and she said, by the look in his eyes. And she looks at him and unmasks him and says, so that would be the second time you saved our necks. And he says, and what beautiful necks they are. Then he kisses her hand and says, I'm Micah. And she says, I'm charmed. And Phoebe asks why he keeps saving them and why he's with the witch hunters. Micah says that he's doing it so he can undo their work whenever possible. I've seen what dark magic can do. If you're fighting that, then I'm on your side. And I should get back before anybody gets suspicious. And Prue kisses him and thanks him. And he goes. And she's like, you know, gawking over him. She's like, who was that masked man? And Phoebe's like, you finally found a real man. Too bad he lives in colonial Virginia, Prue. <laughs> and they start trying to figure out their next move. And everyone seems to think they're dead now so nobody's going to be expecting them so this is a really cute scene the prue and micah connection is super adorable i like that he's kind of with these witch hunters to undo the bad things that they're doing and you know the little kiss between them is cute and of course we all agree with phoebe's comment of course prue finds yeah. a nice love interest and he's from the past <laughs> exactly I mean, he is very, um, very cute, though. I'm definitely feeling the connection between them. And I think it's, like, really adorable. Me too, for sure. And that's cool. So he, so they were never, like, choking because he ran. Yeah, he tied it, like, to their waist so that when it, they hung, it would capture them here and wouldn't go tight on their neck. Okay, yeah. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> So then we're back at the manor, we're in the kitchen, and Leo is making the potion while Daryl helps. Um, he's saying, do you think they know what we're doing in here? He says, probably. It would explain why they haven't burst in on us yet. And then the doorbell rings and they both look suspicious. Daryl's kind of like trick-or-treaters. Leo's like, or a trap. And he's like, I should go because I can orb. And Daryl's like, well, that might be exactly what they're waiting for. Stay here and finish the potion. No matter what happens, make sure you bring the girls home safe, whoever you are. And he goes and Leo gets back to work. Then in the doorway, Daryl hands like the whole bucket of candy to this group of kids and says, spread the word, we're out of candy. And the kids all leave like super happy. And then he starts slowly walking into the living room and a Grimlock appears and knocks him over. And the other one starts sealing his sight, but he falls right next to where Prue's camera is and, like, presses the button so that, like, the flash stuns them and Daryl has the opportunity to run away. So smart, that Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> so 
again, back to the second little storyline, kind of the same situation going on. They're still trying to get rid of these guys and help the witches for when they come home. I'm liking it. I like the dynamic between Leo and Daryl, even though Daryl's like kind of like, well, what the hell is this guy? You know? Yeah. And I like the like we're seeing the same heroism in Daryl that we saw in Andy previously, where he's like, well, it's more important that the sisters survive this like whatever happens they need to get home safe and he is able to save himself here but i like that that's his goal is kind of like protecting the greater good exactly i love that willing to willing to die for it so now back in the town back in colonial virginia the sisters are by the trees and they don't see ruth or the guards so they start thinking of ways to deal with the talismans and then they see like sweeping evil away lavender which is a protection herb and prue breaks off some leaves to make a totem then phoebe starts sweeping and the broom glows blue and the talismans like start moving and shaking and then fall off the trees and then they see micah in the distance getting captured and Prue wants to help him because they found him out. But Phoebe says that they need to get to Charlotte and they start going towards the house instead. So really sad. They have to lose an innocent here, right? And someone who helped yeah. them. But I like the way that, you know, they're kind of like, well, he knew what he was doing. He wanted to fight for the greater good. So there is that kind of like moment of sadness, but also that idea that like he accomplished his goal in saving the sisters. Exactly. Like, maybe that was his destiny, was to help them so that they could save this magical child. Exactly. And, you know, we get, they've truly learned, um, and they're able to use what they've learned to help them get to their goal. Exactly. Like, the broom and the totem and the lavender, they're taking all of those, um, all of those things that uh, Ava taught them and using it to their advantage. Yes. So then we go inside the house and the sisters go into Charlotte's room and they say that Ava sent them and at first she doesn't believe them. And then she starts having a contraction and they start trying to get her to do like Lamaze breathing. And then Piper does like this acupressure thing to her back and tells her that it's good magic that's making the pain stop. And they help her up, but as they do, her water breaks. Right, so they are certainly running out of time to save her because she is going into labor now. Yes. And I thought that was like a cute little funny moment of her being like, uh, it's good magic that's stopping it, but it's actually the acupressure. Exactly. It's kind of using that future knowledge to like kind of get her on their side, right? And I like that Charlotte doesn't believe them. That felt really realistic to me. Yeah. Not just immediately like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Also, interesting thing to me that I found out, like, a while ago, do you know that in real life, like, people's water usually doesn't break? Like, that's just something they always have happen in TV when someone goes into labor. Really? Yeah, like, that's, like, it happens sometimes, but it's not, like, not everyone who gives birth, like, their water doesn't always break. Oh my god, I I didn't know that. Yeah, I thought that was, like, a thing, you know? No, like, it's just, like, when you start having close-together contractions, that's how you know you're in labor. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. (laughs) I didn't know that either, yeah. But just, like, you know, a little knowledge thing that I learned. (laughs) Like that. Yeah. Good to know. (laughs) So if you ever have a friend, you know, who you think is in labor, just because their water didn't break doesn't mean they're not having a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
definitely about to give birth. Good to know. All right. So now outside, Cole is the one that kills Micah and Ruth is like quickly to the house. And Cole's like, no, I know these witches. They've already got Charlotte. Follow me. I know where they're going. And they all go together. And then at this altar where they first appeared, the sisters approach there with Charlotte and they tell her that they're almost there, but Charlotte can't go any further. And she said the baby's coming now. So we're really just setting up for the next scene with these two scenes. Exactly. Um, R.I.P. to Micah, though. Yeah, poor Micah. So then we're still at the altar, but now it's nighttime. And Piper's like, it's almost 11. And I'm like, so it's been like five hours. You definitely had enough time to get to the cave. I'm confused. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> like when they were in the woods, like approaching, she was like, it's six o'clock. And now all of a sudden it's 11. So I'm like. Yeah, make it make it make sense. But whatever. So they notice some people coming and they start looking at like the herbs to see if they can form a protective circle. And Charlotte's having another contraction, and Piper's like, well, who's going to deliver this baby? And Phoebe's like, personally, I think you should, considering we know that you're going to have one in the future. And Prue's like, (laughs) I second that. (laughs) And eventually Piper's like, okay, so she goes. And Phoebe starts forming the circle while Prue starts cutting up some apples. Piper's sitting with Charlotte and telling her that everything is under control. And then she starts seeing the baby and tells her to try not to push. And she's like to her sisters, the baby is coming. And they're like, yeah, well, so are they. And Phoebe and Prue start chanting knowledge and reverence. And then over by a tree, we see Cole and Ruth. And she asks what he's doing. And he says that he's seeing what they learned. More men on horseback start approaching and they throw the apples into place. And then we see this like force field in blue appear and the men can't get through it. Cole sees this and says, they've connected. It's over. And Ruth says, no, not yet. And Phoebe's like, how cool was that? It actually worked. And then a man like shoots at them and the bullet comes through. She's like, or not. And they start freaking out. And the baby gets born and it's a girl. But bullets keep coming through. And Prue tells Piper that she needs to get Charlotte and the baby out of there. And Phoebe has an idea to kind of like scare them. She goes, I'm going to embrace the cliche. So she starts sweeping the broom and then she like flies on it and she's wearing the pointy hat and she's like doing this evil laugh and all the like men get scared and start running away. And Cole says, gotta give them credit. They're awfully good. That's all right. Time's on my side. And he opens a portal and steps through and disappears. And Ruth is just like, the fuck? And then (laughs) Phoebe flies past the moon and she looks like super, super pretty and like Ruth's smiling at her and it's like this cutesy little moment. I absolutely love this scene, the chaos of it and, you know, Piper delivering the baby and them forming that circle and not being able to let the guards go through. Like, it just worked really well for me. Yeah, this is a really strong scene. So funny that they're just like, yeah, Piper could just deliver the baby because she's going to have one one day. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I love that. So sisterly. And then, you know... The protective circle, all of that. Um, I'm really interested in Cole's behavior in this scene. Like, yeah, he wants to see what they learned again. Why? Mm-hmm. And then you know this idea that he's like times on my side. What does he mean by that? Like, I'm really trying to figure out what Cole's plans are. Me too. 
Because he Definitely seems like he's always out. just observing, getting closer, but not really making moves. Uh-huh. And, like, I'm wondering what his true plan was in this episode. Because he goes back in time, but he doesn't do very much to actually change the past. Yeah. I feel, yeah, it almost was, like, more of a if it happens, it happens kind of thing. But it didn't. He's, like, letting them build up. And I think, like, part of it is... He's doing what no other demon, like no demon has been able to stop the Charmed Ones. He's well aware of that. He's obviously very smart, put together, and a higher ranked demon. So he's trying to be very smart about this and get all the knowledge he needs before and study them as hard as possible before like making any moves or kind of throwing anything too crazy their way, I guess. But Mm -hmm. it's also like moving pretty slow and it's like, it almost seems like he's more just fascinated with it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he seems more interested in learning about them than interested in actually wanting to hurt them. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I've been getting, too. Which I'm interested in why and kind of seeing where that's going to continue to go. Yeah, exactly. Me, too. Um, Only other thing in that scene I'll mention is... Phoebe invented all the witch stereotypes right there. Good job, baby girl. I know, she did But also, why did they make witches ugly? Phoebe's so pretty. I don't like that. Yeah, I know. Made them seem ugly, but Phoebe's gorgeous. Like, that's a 10 right there. Yeah, I love the, like, cackling laugh and, like, scaring them away. Like, that was pretty funny to me. It was, it was. So now, back in the cave, Ava brings Charlotte the baby as she's laying down and she says blessed be and prue says isn't the future beautiful and ava says it is thanks to you you found the power and phoebe says you showed us where to look and prue says yeah i guess we know where all that flying hag stuff started you only have yourself to blame huh phoebes and phoebe's like i know it and i love it now if i could just figure out how to take it back with me and then they're wondering why they haven't been sent home yet and saying that it's almost midnight and then the baby starts crying and they all look over at charlotte and charlotte says i promise my daughter will know of you the three powerful wish witches who came to bring her into this world and will always be grateful won't we melinda and the sisters look around at each other and they're like oh it's melinda warren and they all smile and they're like what what's going on and the sisters are like uh i think we might be related and then the portal opens and they just like get sucked back through before they can even really say a nice goodbye (laughs) yeah so this scene is so fucking cute and like Uh it explains how melinda knew when she was writing the book of shadows that the charmed ones were gonna come run day right because they're how she was born which is Mm -hmm. just like the cutest thing that is so yeah it's so awesome to think about that like they had it be melinda this whole time And Cole was either trying to change it so that Melinda was evil and they turned into evil throughout her line or just trying to end the baby altogether and kind of kill the line altogether. Yes. So we don't know which way the intentions were, but either way, they saved her and now they know Melinda Warren, like, was the special baby that they delivered. That is so funny. Yeah. And it's interesting the way they consider, like, Melinda the beginning of their line. So, like, did Charlotte have powers or no? That's what's unclear to me. Like, was she a witch or no? 
it sounds like she wasn't like it sounds like maybe she was like a witch practitioner but it didn't seem like she had any real powers yeah almost like she just kind of got stuck being the one that had to carry out the prophecy yeah you know like i don't know i don't know but it seems like maybe there was just magic in the world that cultivated there and or cultivated there and she was the one to carry it you know yeah guess so i can accept that i also love the way they just get like sucked into the portal like it's so funny i know they're just like oh shit gone (laughs) (laughs) so then we're back at the manor and we're in the living room and the clock is chiming midnight and the portal appears and we see the grimlocks are there waiting and one of them's like i told you they'd come and as the sisters come through leo orbs in behind the grimlocks and he vanquishes one He's about to throw the potion at the other, but it starts choking him and he drops to the floor and breaks the potion. Then the sisters appear and Prue sees what's going on and uses the power to throw the potion at him and he vanquishes. Leo asks if they're all right and Piper goes over to him and asks if he is. They all realize that they've had long days and Daryl comes walking down the stairs, still blind. And Leo walks over and heals him, but, like, when the Grimlocks got vanquished, shouldn't he have just had his eyesight back? That's what happened last time. Oh, yeah, that's what happened with the... Evan? What was his name? Uh, I don't remember his name, but, like, the kids and the guy all got their eyesight back. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's really weird. (laughs) Continuity errors, writers. Every time we find something. (laughs) I swear. But overall, like, cute scene. I like the way that the Vanquish went the same way as last time where someone dropped the potion and they had to use the power in it. That was cute. A little callback. Yeah, I did like that. I like that Leah was strong enough to actually fight it, too. Like, he's not usually the one that kind of goes out on the battlefield Mm -hmm. and does these things. And kind of cute scene overall. Yes. Okay, so now we go to the final scenes of the episode. And we're at P3, per usual, and a band is performing. The place is decorated for Halloween, and people are dressed up and partying, and the sisters are still in their old-timey outfits, and Phoebe carries over a pumpkin with a witch carved in it and says Halloween is now her favorite holiday. They'll get back the knowledge and power of the past. Daryl apparently didn't want to come out after everything. Leo says that he needs time to sort out everything that he saw. And Prue's like, yeah, well, so do we. It's bad enough that the triad wants us dead, but to send someone back to wipe out our whole line? Do your bosses have any clue who it was? And Leo says none that they're sharing. And Piper's like, I think it was that guy who was hitting on Phoebe at the party. And she's like, hang on, not every guy I I meet wants to kill me. Maybe he just liked me. And Leo's like, well, you saved Melinda. That's all that matters. And Phoebe's like, too bad we couldn't save her from moving to moving from Virginia to Salem. That would have been nice. And Prue says, well, you can't change history, for better or for worse. And then a guy approaches, and it's like Micah or Micah's soul or something, because it looks exactly like him. And his name, he introduces himself as Mitch. And um, says hi to Prue and asks if they've met before and they go off together like you know flirting and have a little date night 
So that was super cute. Um, I was, I kind of like in the notes was like, oh, is that Micah's soul? Because like, as we saw in part of my past, like you can recognize the person because soul. of their souls. Yeah. So that's kind of what I thought was going on there. And I was like, ooh, are him and Prue soulmates? That's yeah, that's cute. what I figured we'll see where too. This goes. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I love that. I feel like Daryl's reaction and not wanting to come out and everything feels very realistic and understandable. So I like that they did that and didn't just have him like back and fine, like nothing happened. And I like that Piper kind of had this idea that like the guy, whoever was hitting on Phoebe in the past was, might be the one who was after them. And it is. She's right. <laughs> She's not wrong. So it was pretty funny. Yeah. The way the sisters don't trust each other's instincts though, because I feel like one of them always picks up on something and the others are like, no, no, no. Yeah. Every time. Like, babes, you're build. all evil magnets. Let's be fucking for real. <laughs> I know. They're all a little plot, you know. <laughs> I guess they do it for the story, but it happens so much. <laughs> but I also like the way that Phoebe here is embracing Halloween and really, like, they're all into the knowledge and everything they gained from going to the past. So that's really cute. Yeah, agreed. So then we go to our final moment of the episode. We see Cole walking down the stairs dressed as an angel. And Phoebe goes over and says, I was beginning to think I got stood up. He's like, yeah, sorry, work, you know, I guess I just lost track of time. She <laughs> says, that's okay. I got kind of hung up myself. And they both smile. She's like, so you're an angel? And he looks confused. And then he's like, oh, uh, this. And he laughs and says, not really. She goes, that's okay. Neither am I. And she takes his hands and they like walk off to the dance floor together. It was so cute. He's dressed in like, everybody's dressed like a cute party, like sexy kind of costume. And he shows up dressed like an angel and he's all like cheesing and they're laughing with each other. And they're so cute. They're so cute. And I'm like, this is why I need to know, like, is he playing her or does he like her? Because I like them so much. It's like too good. Like it's too, they're too connected to each other. There's no way. Like, don't do this to us right now. <laughs> I know. And we got the C and the apple. I'm like, now I'm shipping it even more. I know. Too much. Too much for me right now. But I'm absolutely obsessed right now. I know. Like, they're such cuties. Seriously. Overall thoughts on the episode. I love this episode. I mean, I don't, I can't say enough good things about it. Like, there mm -hmm. were, you know, those very minor things that we always have to point out. Yeah. But... Overall, I mean, this is one of my favorite episodes in the series. Um, this is definitely my favorite episode of season three so far. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at too. I mean, we've had we all already had discussed this that this is both of our like definitely top episodes in not just the season but the whole show that I've ever seen, and I love it so much. Rewatching it and even analyzing it. I still love it just as much. I think it went really well. It was exciting. It was enjoyable and couldn't have gone better, you know, even though yeah. with the minor things. Like, I love the way it connects the past and the present. I like that it's setting up some of our storylines. We have, you know, the continuation of the triad. We have more of this Cole and Phoebe, whatever's going on there. Mm -hmm. We have the connection back to Melinda Warren. Like, there's just so much great stuff in this episode and it's definitely an episode that's very, like, plot, exposition heavy, which I feel like our analysis wasn't as in-depth as we sometimes go because of that. 
Yeah. But it's also hard to critique an episode that's this good. Yeah, it is. That's the thing is, it, there was a lot of exposition, which made it very hard for us to have a lot to say. But to be fair, I mean, the exposition and a lot of the scenes were warranted. Yes. Because we're all kind of learning together. It didn't feel like too much or unnecessary in this episode at all. Yes. You know, so I, I really enjoyed it. And I think overall, excellent episode. Yeah. And I guess my one thing I'm wondering is, are these little bits of like the past magic going to keep coming into play or are we going to forget about it? I was wondering that too. Yeah. Like all of the knowledge they learned, the brooms and the apples and things like that. I wonder if they're going to continue to use those things. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Also, if you would like to subscribe to our Patreon, we have several monthly tiers available at patreon.com slash rewitchedpodcast. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for Season 3, Episode 5, Sight Unseen.